This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, agencies are being told by the White House to educate employees more about union representation. A new report lays out the issues the Army and Air Force had getting their troops vaccinated. And it looks like less people were using homeless shelters last year, but that may not tell the whole story. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Office of Personnel Management, the General Services Administration, and the Defense Department are at the tip of the spear to position the federal government as a model actor to empower employee unions. A new report from the White House Task Force on Worker Organizing and Empowerment outlines 70 recommendations to reinforce unions as a way to strengthen the federal workforce. The task force says OPM should remove barriers that may impede unions' ability to organize federal workers. GSA should make it easier for union organizers to talk with employees, including contractors, on federal property about potential benefits of organizing. President Joe Biden's top science advisor, Dr. Eric Lander, resigned Monday, hours after the White House confirmed that an internal investigation found credible evidence that he mistreated his staff. This marks the first cabinet-level departure of the Biden administration. An internal review last year, prompted by a workplace complaint, found evidence that Lander, the director of the Office of Science and Technology Policy and science advisor to Biden, bullied staffers and treated them disrespectfully. Agencies are told to use their 2023 budget requests to fix workforce challenges. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. From climate change to diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility to internships, the Office of Management and Budget is telling agencies what the administration's policy priorities are for next year. Federal News Network obtained the annual budget passback guidance, which outlined instructions as agencies finalize their 2023 budget requests. On the DEI and A initiatives, OMB told agencies to use money to hire expertise needed to implement their equity action plans. Additionally, OMB is asking agencies to ensure their human resources and hiring managers have the necessary tools and capabilities to bring on the talent they need. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Congress once again plans to buy more time to avoid a government shutdown. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The top Democrat on the House Appropriations Committee says Congress needs more time to negotiate a comprehensive spending bill for the rest of the fiscal year. Committee Chairwoman Rosa DeLauro says lawmakers are close to a deal on a comprehensive spending package for fiscal 2022. But Congress plans to pass a continuing resolution this week that would last until March 11th. Congress needs to act before the current CR expires on February 18th to avoid a government shutdown. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The former Pentagon official who helped build the cybersecurity maturity model certification program says she's resigning in protest. Katie Arrington's security clearance has been suspended since last month when the government accused her of disclosing top-secret information. Since then, she's been on paid administrative leave. Then, DOD eliminated a position altogether when the CMMC program was transferred to the DOD CIO's office last week. In a resignation letter yesterday, Arrington claimed the security clearance allegations were politically influenced. One of the nation's largest veterans groups is calling on the Defense Department to fix barracks at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. Recent social media posts show unhygienic living conditions, lack of hot water, and broken AC units. The American Legion says the Pentagon needs to investigate the claims and provide temporary housing to troops. 
The Air Force and the Army had issues rolling out the vaccine for troops overseas. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has those details. Service members and their dependents living overseas had to wait longer to get their coronavirus shot than their peers in U.S. base installations. A report from the Defense Department Inspector General says providing shots on bases were particularly important since they were less available in civilian facilities overseas. The report says the installations also had trouble identifying DOD civilian employees and contractors eligible for the shot since they didn't regularly come into the base for medical attention. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Move over Olympics, the cyber games are here. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is sponsoring the first ever U.S. cyber team. It will compete in the U.S. cyber games and in this summer's inaugural International Cybersecurity Challenge in Athens, Greece. CISA Director Jen Easterly says the competitions provide a safe and legal venue to practice offensive and defensive cyber techniques. The goal of the challenge is to cultivate young talent and raise awareness about cybersecurity education and skills. The IRS has thrown in the towel on use of facial recognition for taxpayers. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Facing criticism from the left and right, the IRS has given up on use of a vendor called ID.me. The intended purpose was to let people create and log on to their IRS.gov accounts using a webcam. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden had called on the IRS to abandon the plan early yesterday. Privacy and civil rights groups had objected to the ID.me plan because of how much information people would have to submit to the company. The IRS says it will use a new account authentication system without facial recognition. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. The National Counterterrorism Center wants to send push notifications to first responders. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The NCTC says its new mobile app will help first responders get real-time terrorism alerts. It's currently available on the Apple Store and will soon be on Google Play. The app is available to military and federal law enforcement, The NCTC says state, local, tribal, and territorial partners are next. On the same day the application was released, the Department of Homeland Security released a new terrorism bulletin warning of a heightened threat environment. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. And despite the economic hardships of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Departments of Veterans Affairs and Housing and Urban Development say fewer people lived in homeless shelters between 2020 and 2021. HUD's annual Homeless Assessment Report estimates more than 326,000 lived in homeless shelters in 2021. That's an 8% decrease from the year prior. But that doesn't give a complete picture of the state of homelessness. Just over 200 communities conducted a complete or partial count of homeless individuals not living in shelters, but many were unable to complete the count because of the pandemic. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.